This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. I'm Sean Drotar, your host. And as we're talking about NHL hockey, we bring in our hockey expert, Nate Lundy. You can catch him at Nate Lundy on Twitter. And Nate, uh, we have some interesting games tonight as teams start their playoff positioning. About 30 games left for each club, give or take. And now you're starting to find out uh, which teams are, are easily in. We'll talk about a couple of those today. And which teams are just struggling to get in and which teams are, well, playing out the string. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, we've watched, uh, you know, a team like the Philadelphia Flyers that's lost six in a row. But then on the flip side, you go over to the Pacific Division of the Western Conference and the Flames have won 10 in a row. Um, And so you are seeing some teams now, as you said, with about 30 games ish, depending, give or take. Uh, for each team left here in the regular season, we are starting to see some separation between the teams um, that are definitely at the top and then those teams that are fighting maybe for the middle positions of the playoff seating. And then certainly those that, uh, you know, probably will be looking forward to playing golf in Cabo before too long. But I mean, that's. It's not a bad option. I mean, for no, like you, no, you, you and me, it. we have no chance of winning the Stanley Cup. So, it, you know, for us, it sounds pretty good. Not so much for some of these teams. And let's get into one of them right now. The Toronto Maple Leafs will be hosting the Minnesota Wild tonight. These are, are two of those teams that are in interesting spots. Now, Tampa is, is very good. One of the few teams in the league with 70 plus points. There are only five of them, but they're still pursuing the Florida Panthers. They have won their last three. Minnesota has dropped to third in the Central over the Western Conference, but only by a single point behind the Blues. And the truth of the matter is, if you take the Avalanche out of the equation, which you can't, 66 points for the Blues and the Flames, which you mentioned, are second best in the Western Conference. So two teams that are closer to the top than the bottom, but they also need to get some wins. Yeah, uh, absolutely. They need to get some wins. And, you know, in this particular case, uh, we're going to focus in on uh, the total here. Uh, We've got a total of six and a half. Um, you know, I, I fully expect these two teams to do plenty of scoring Minnesota, uh, actually third, uh, in the NHL in goals per game. They're at 3.79 Toronto sitting at a 3.54, just, uh, a couple of spots back in fifth place. Um, so you're talking about two teams that are doing a lot of scoring and really Sean, we we've seen a remarkable amount of scoring this year in the NHL. Um, you know, whether that is teams using uh, backup goaltenders more frequently, um, you know, whether it is just simply the way the game is going right now, we're seeing so much speed out of a lot of the defensemen. We're seeing a lot of scoring out of defensemen um, across the league. And so we're just seeing overall the totals up. So where we would normally consider a, uh, a game to be a high total at a six and a half, this season, uh, we're seeing more, excuse me, more and more uh, contests that, you know, are at six and a half. And maybe by the time the puck drops, they're at seven. Uh, so we're just seeing a ton of scoring in the league this year. And I think that's something that we as betters have to take advantage of. Or even if you're playing DFS, you have to be looking for those players that, you know, are going to tally points. Well, and there are two of them in this game. Of course, Austin Matthews for the Leafs and Kirill Kaprizov for the Wild are tied for sixth in the league in scoring with 62 points. Now, Matthews, 34 of those are goals, and Kaprizov, uh, 23 of those are goals. That said, when you look at the player props, that's why for an anytime scorer for Matthews, it's a minus 135. I will tell you this, predicting a goal in any particular NHL game is obviously a bit of a risk to have a Matthews be a minus to score at any point in time 
is bonkers, and I would generally never touch anything where you have a player to score a goal at at a minus odds. But Kaprizov, with the same number of points, is a plus 160 to score at any point. That one I like, so I think I'm going to go with that player pop. I will go with Kaprizov as an anytime score for a plus 160 there. I do like that because even though these these are pretty good teams, as you pointed out, Nate, not only is, is scoring up around the league, but you have two of the league's six best scorers in this game. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why these two teams are doing it. And and you know, I've used Kirill Kaprizov in um, you know some single bets at times, as you just said, the anytime goal. Uh, score. I've looked at his shots props sometime because he sometimes because against certain teams he does uh, uh, you know ratchet it up a bit and he will step up the uh, the shot attempts that he puts on net um, things like that. So I mean Kaprizov is a great pick. Obviously Matthews is what he is. Kaprizov is also an interesting one, Sean. In in the case that sometimes and again it's difficult to predict as you just said, but there are times that I will take you know let's say Kaprizov and I'll put him together with. Uh, you know, uh, a pick a player, a Jonathan Huberdeau, I mean, whoever, uh, and we'll do a two leg anytime goal scorer. And I might only put, say, five dollars on it. But when you put those two things together, as you just said, because you've got the plus odds, yes, it is more difficult to hit because it is hard to predict these things. But your payout is usually in the in the plus 300 or right. higher by the yeah. time you put those together. So when you find someone that is a big-time goal scorer, um, like Kaprizov is for Minnesota, he's been a real uh, you know, shot in the arm for that wild team this season for obvious reasons, um, that's another way that you can sometimes get creative with your bets. Um, and you know, I wouldn't bet a lot on it because, as you said, it's hard to predict, but you can get yourself a nice little payday even for a small amount of money. Yeah, when you look at those shots, that's a good one. Uh, Kaprizov sitting at DraftKings at an over three and a half at a plus 105. Uh, that's right where you would expect because in his last five games, he's gone over it only once. But in three of those games, he's been right there at three in a game that's going to need uh, a little more goals, more than likely to win. As you mentioned, I guess I would take the over on that. And so if you could find a place that will give you a little bit of both the shots and a goal score. Yep, you find yourself with Kaprizov in that plus 300 range. And again, like you're saying, uh, uh, I, I do like the player props. I love, I love a bunch of player props and I like it for DFS as well. But at the same time, you have to be aware when you're betting on any particular goal score, uh, scoring in the NHL is actually really, really hard. <laughs> and especially when you take into account the fact that you're playing top teams like Toronto. So uh, that's where I'm going, but uh, it's a little more risky, a little more maybe high risk, high reward. But I like what you're pointing out specifically with the over because these two teams have played exactly one game against each other and they would have hit the over in that one as well. Now we move on to the best team in the East, the Florida Panthers, who are a ridiculous 23-4-0 at home. They face a Columbus Blue Jackets team that is slightly underwater on the road, 12-13, just slightly over on the whole 26-23-1. On the surface, the Panthers look like the heavy favorite, and they are, Nate, they are a minus 475 to win. Uh, look, I know you're not paying that juice. No, no, not at all. I'm, I'm definitely staying away from uh, from that juice. My pick's actually going to be Florida in regulation. But, uh, Sean, I think this is going to be a great game uh, between Columbus and Florida. You talked about Columbus's struggles on the road, but Columbus is six and one in their last um, seven games. Florida uh, is uh, seven and two in their last nine. You're talking about two teams that are just hot right now. I mean, that's just 
it, it is what it is. These two teams are uh, are playing extremely well. Um, and so when you look at uh, when you look at it, I think the tiebreaker is what you just talked about. It's Florida's absolutely insane record that they have at home. Um, and I really think that's going to be the difference. I think this is one that Columbus will keep it interesting. But I really believe that, you know, when we get down the stretch, maybe late second, early third period, um, it wouldn't surprise me to see Florida pull away with the way that they have been playing. I mean, look, they they just lost at home on Tuesday to Nashville. Um, and as you just said, that only gave them their fourth home loss of the year. Um, so not only is that an impressive stat, but let's be honest, if you were if you were thinking about betting on this game, Florida has been that good at home. They just lost 48 hours ago at home. The chances of them doing it twice in a row are very, very minimal with how they've been playing. So we're going to bring the juice down by going ahead and making the bet on Florida to win it in regulation instead of straight on the money line. Um, like I said, I would expect late second, early third that the Panthers will start to pull away a little bit. Um, and and uh, uh, one other note to be able to have Zach Wierenski, uh, the defenseman for Columbus, is going to be out in this game tonight. And he has been uh, a, a really good, uh, solid player for them on the blue line this season and he will miss this game tonight so that is a key piece that's missing that florida should be able to take advantage of yeah that's obviously where the uh you want to take a look at any of these things now it is interesting when you look at the way that you're splitting it and that makes an awful lot of sense to me because when you're looking at the 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 lines as it stands if you do the 60 minute line it is a minus 230 the puck line for the panthers where they'd have to win by two goals is minus 190. So, I mean, you're still paying an awful lot of juice for that. And as a result, you know, it can be a little bit tricky to find a way to to pick Florida on this one. And I, I agree. I think Florida is the, the better team in the matchup. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go with the over-under, but I'm, over at DraftKings, going to give uh, a, a little bit more to my advantage. I'm going to take that over-under from seven to six and a half. Because I do think these are two teams with a lot of offensive potential. Uh, even in their loss, by the way, Florida did score four goals. And in the previous games before that, it was five and six, respectively. This is a team that puts up an awful lot of points. Obviously, they have great scoring behind Huberdu. I'm going to go ahead and go with the over under. I'm going to kick it to a six and a half because I don't really like that seven. Yeah, I'm paying a juice of 180, but I think I can live with that. Yeah, I, you absolutely can, and, and you do have to juice it up a little bit. This is also um, an example where I actually would uh, zigzag slightly with my bets. So I could take Florida in regulation, and I could do that and parlay it together with something else. But let me take, uh, Sean, the two games that we have just talked about, and let me put them together in a slightly different way, and that is the gift. We've talked about this before, the goal in the first 10 minutes. Um, these two games that we just talked about, Minnesota and Toronto, and then Columbus and Florida, if I say there will be a goal in the first 10 minutes of both of those games, and I make it a two-leg, that turns into a parlay payout of plus 127 um, on DraftKings. And part of the reason that I'm looking at it is obviously we expect there to be the scoring between Columbus and Florida. But let me give you a crazy stat. In, for both Minnesota and Toronto, 
both of them in four out of their last five games have either scored or given up a goal in the first 10 minutes. And in fact, if you go back to to Valentine's Day, Minnesota in the game they had, there were four goals in the first 10 minutes of the game with the way those teams came out to play. So, uh, So here is an opportunity in two games that you and I both believe will have a lot of scoring to create a different way to bet it, the goal in the first 10, um, and by putting both of them together in that goal in the first 10, um, you're getting yourself into plus territory. So if you don't like some of the juice, you've got to give up on what would be considered the standard lines. Why not try something like this that gives you a nice payout right out of the gate at the beginning of the game? That's I like that because especially if you were planning on, let's say, watching that game and doing a little bit of uh, live betting in the middle of it at some point, obviously you're going to watch it to get a feel for how that game's going and stick with the trends and understand it. But you can also find out if you're uh, up or down in just the first 10 minutes, which can alter, of course, your strategy as well, although it's important to remind people. Don't chase. Sometimes you're just going to not win them all. That's the way it goes. <laughs> Make sure you're not necessarily chasing. But it is an opportunity that if you get it right and you're up, hey, well, now you have a little bit of house money. Now you can get a little bit uh, bolder daring if you feel like it, for example. So uh, I do like that one. I have I've kind of warmed up to that that bet there's a a part of me that took a little while nate to wrap my head around it but the more i think about it uh the more i kind of look at it the more i like it especially when you see teams that start goaltenders that sometimes don't get into the groove until they faced a few shots sometimes they let the gp in yeah they do and sean the other thing is is something that we just talked about in the podcast there's a lot of scoring in the nhl this year it just is what it is and a lot of these of these goals in the first 10 um, are juiced up. You're going to see things that are minus 170, minus 180. I saw one the other day that was that I think was at 205, which is why when I bet them, I do them in either pairs or trios, um, because betting on it by itself is it, much the way you were just talking about the juice you have to give up for Florida right now at home against Columbus tonight. Uh, you're you are having to give up so much juice that it, it's just not worth it. So. Go find a couple of games that you are expecting a lot of scoring or the other thing. And it, it, it has happened. It happened uh, last night, as a matter of fact. Um, there are some contests, Sean, where you've got two really good goaltenders. So maybe you want to take the under on the goal in the first 10 because you expect it to be scoreless um, as they go through those first 10 minutes. Um, maybe you've got teams that are dealing with some injuries. They're missing some of their offensive weapons, or you've got a couple of hot goaltenders. Um, but it really is a fun bet. And as you said, it's something that pays out relatively quickly. So you could turn around and uh, you know whether you've won or lost. And if you've won, maybe you want to take your winnings and decide you want to bet on something else tonight. We take a look at our last one and that we go to the Central Division where the fourth place, National Predators, host the fifth place, Dallas Stars, and this obviously is a very important game because Nashville, as it stands, right now holds the last wild card spot in the West, while Dallas finds itself exactly <clears throat> one point out of that spot. So now you're talking about teams that are going for those wild card positions, the Predators and the Stars in pursuit of possibly the exact same spot. The Stars, however, on the road are one of the teams that just hasn't been able to quite get it cooking. It's hard to make uh, heads or tails of the Stars who have a goals against differential of minus one on the season. Uh, even though they have a 28-20-2 and record, this is a team that 6-4 and four in its last 10, they're a little hard to read. It's pretty fair to say that Dallas Stars are a very 
average NHL team, and it looks like the Predators are a little bit better than that, but it's not night and day. Fortunately, they're awfully good at home where they're 14 and 9. Yeah, exactly. And it's why uh, Dallas has a little bit of a Jekyll and Hyde, Sean, is because, you know, they've got 18 wins at home, but only 10 on the road. Um, You know, they have struggled on the road. They have struggled when they are away from North Texas. And so, uh, you know, because of that and because of, um, you know, I I would would in my opinion, I would sort of categorize this game as a bit of a scheduling loss for Dallas. I am going to take Nashville uh, to win this game at home tonight. Uh, Dallas just played last night at home uh, against Winnipeg. They won, but they had to go to overtime to be able to do it. And then after this game in Nashville, they turn around and go back home. Now, I understand that, you know, the flight between Dallas and Nashville is not that long. Um, It's not like you're going from, uh, you know, playing the Islanders to playing the Kings, you know, nothing like that. Um, But this is a bit of an odd scheduling position for Dallas to be in where they have this back to back between home uh, and away. And so because Nashville has. Uh, a solid record at home. I wouldn't call it great, but they have a solid record at home. Um, I, I believe that Nashville uh, is in a position to take advantage of maybe a Dallas team um, that might be a little bit drained after that overtime win last night um, against Winnipeg. So uh, because of that, I, I'm going to roll with Nashville at home. Um, I'm not expecting this to be a blowout uh, by any stretch by the Predators, but I think this is one where Dallas is in trouble because of the way it's scheduled and because the Stars just haven't played well uh, on the road. Yeah, the scheduling is a big deal, and it's just human nature, especially if you know that after tonight you have a a day off and then you're back at home on top of that. These are the kind of, you put, sort of schedule losses. These are the the games where you often expect teams to lose. Well, the Predators are are favored on the money line, not really that big, uh, a minus 150. So if you wanted to go that way, I get it. But I'm going to go with your thought, Nate, because I do think that Dallas – is as probably kind of looking to just get out of town at a point here. I like taking Nashville on that 60 minute line where I can even get them into plus money. They are plus one Oh five. So essentially even money to win in regulation for me, uh, that's easily the way I'm going tonight. Yeah. Uh, and this is another stat that I came across Sean when we were getting ready for the podcast today, Dallas has only scored two goals at even strength in their last four games. That's not good at all. (laughs) Um, And it is expected that Braden Holtby is going to be between the pipes for Dallas tonight. And he is a drop off from Ottinger um, uh, without a doubt. So, uh, you know, if you can put you say Saros between the pipes for the Preds and going up against the backup goaltender for Dallas and the fact that Dallas has been struggling to score at even strength, they basically have needed the man advantage to be able to to try to score over these last few games. Um, This one, I think, just sets up for a Nashville win. And I like your idea of trying to improve uh, the juice by saying that it won't go into overtime. Yeah, I think so. That's what's where we're looking here. And it's it's kind of funny. I guess I look at uh, talking about what we've been doing. I decided to throw a little parlay here together. I was summarize all three of these. I took uh, your over from our first game. I took my over, which I gave back uh, that half point in the second game. And then I just took Nashville to win the game, even at that minus 150 money line. I don't really hate any of those things uh, when I look at it and say it's a long shot, but you put them all together over at DraftKings, get yourself a plus 384. I think I'm going to dabble. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's what I, some of these nights we've had some great hockey matchups and sometimes we've had some that are very lopsided uh, in terms of the lines. And so, you know, those are the nights when, you know, have some fun, put together a two leg or a three leg uh, parlay or even, you know, the NBA is back in action tonight. You can even cross sport. I, I always remind people of that. I say, you know, there's there's no rule that says your parlay has to be all hockey or all college basketball. You can pick and choose the games that you feel the most confident uh, about, you know, you don't, you, you are actually allowed to mix the sports together. So yeah. don't forget you can do, don't forget you can do that. I mean, if there's a game tonight, uh, you know, in the, in the NBA, for example, that you feel very confident about pair that together with one of these hockey games. Don't feel like it has to just be a single sport. Yeah, it's a good point as well. I mean, you know, it's fun, right? Have some fun with it. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) You absolutely want to have some fun. I'll give you a great example. Uh, uh, Last night, Sean, um, I saw that it was plus 310 for Dallas and Winnipeg to go to overtime. So I sprinkled a really small bet on that because because the first two times this season that those two teams had played, both games went to overtime. So I thought, okay, let's see if they make it three for three. Well, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, they did go to overtime. So I didn't pick a winner in that one. All I did was bet that the game was going to go to overtime and it happened. And I got a plus three ten payday. Now that doesn't, that's, you want to talk about really difficult to predict. That's difficult to predict, but I thought, you know what? It's happened twice already. Let's see if it happens a third time. And sure, sure as heck it did. He is Nate Lundy. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Nate Lundy for the latest in all the hockey uh, action. And of course, well, quite a bit of others as well. Nate hosts a television show and of course, another podcast with Brad Evans right here on the Sawdust Podcast Network. So make sure you give him a follow. My name is Sean Drotar. It's S-D-R-O-T-A-R on Twitter. We will be back with you tomorrow as we take a look at not only Friday's games, but maybe even preview the weekend a little bit. That's what we do right here. Thanks for the time, Nate. Absolutely, Sean. I always enjoy getting a chance to talk some hockey and uh, looking forward to getting us ready for the weekend as well. We'll be right back at it then for you. Well, we thank you for listening and hope you have an opportunity to subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. We'll catch you tomorrow right here on Sticks and Stacks, part of the Sawdust Podcast Network.